Welcome to another episode of the Beer and Backfire Podcast. <laughs> On Jordan's back porch with uh, Corey, Jordan, and Pierce. The OG. The Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. We don't really have a whole lot to talk about specifically this time. But uh, we'll figure it out. Throwing it back to the basics. We're here. We're probably going to talk about car stuff because that's what we do. So we figured we'd record it. Why not? Back to the basics. Oh, yeah. That is good beer. Sweet Christ. So... Sandra just brought us out some uh, Triple Crossing Green Dreams from the year of our Lord 2019, and it is... This is like release number eight this year or something like that. It's very good. Love this beer. Super tasty. I have a bunch of um, of stouts that my coworker gave me Oh yeah. that I want to have you experience as well. Okay. I've, I've had two of them already, but he gave me a, a full six-pack of... Oh, of um, random stouts. Fred Deerhart. Mm-hmm. Got, you know Fred? Yeah. Um, he messaged me earlier and he was like, he just, he does a lot of home brewing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He brewed a stout of some form recently. He said it's really good and he invited me over one night this week to fill up a 32 ounce growler. Nice, nice. Is it the, uh, he posted about it's like one like a vanilla something. Yeah, it's like a vanilla bourbon. Uh, yeah, or, or I, I don't remember what what it was. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I will I will get more details on that, and we will talk about it next time. It, so, it sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And home, I love homebrew beer. It is good, but it's I don't think it's something I would ever do. No, it's way too much work for me. Mm-hmm. I would much rather just buy beer because I'm lazy. Yeah. So, Pierce, you had a, a bit of a issue with your Corona. Last. Well, what, what what was going on with that? I I just rock auto strikes again, you know. So uh, you two failed. on the same side. Huh? Did they yeah. send you two of the same side? Yeah, I fa- it failed a state inspection for the tie rod ends, so I blindly ordered two outers because I knew they were the same. I had looked at those previously, and two inners because that's really all that Rock Auto listed. This is a 1976 Toyota Corona. I think I've talked about it once before. It's a station wagon. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know that we've <clears throat> really talked about this car. On... Well, I mean, we did my intro, and it was mentioned. So, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Why, why don't you just okay. refresh everybody's memory? Yeah, yeah. Hi, my name is Pierce. <laughs> Hi, Pierce. I, I have a car buying problem. <laughs> it's okay. We still love you. Shout out to Roscoe is... A long-term friend of mine. In air quotes. In air quotes. We have a mutually, again in air quotes, mutually beneficial relationship where he sells me cars and I give him scrap cars for free. So he sent me on Facebook one day. He pretty much just said, dude, I got your next car. I was like, oh, stop. You gotta stop. Stop it. You gotta stop. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And it was a 1976 Toyota Corona, and it was a station wagon, and it was a Toyota, and it was old, and it was clean. And, and it's it yellow. Was yellow. It was yellow. It's like... It's, it's more yellow now, actually, today, because I washed it, oh, okay. and I got a lot of the oxidation off of it. <laughs> um, so it's quite quite a shiny yellow right now, right now. And it's like... It's really clean for an East Coast car. It was really clean until I let it sit under my oak tree. By really it's, clean, I mean it's very original. Yeah, well, it's definitely It's original. not rusty. It's, it is rusty now. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh. Uh, because it's been sitting for quite some time now. Was it in the grass? Um, no, it was in my driveway, but it was just, like, kind of under a tree, and, like, it just got rained on. And the problem with those cars is that it has hood vents for whatever reason. 
that collect water in the corner, like in your MR2, mm -hmm. in the corner of the quarter panels, it just collects water Ooh. with nowhere to drain it. Yikes. Um, so now over it or the front, the bottom of the front quarter panels, like where the door meets the fenders, but like in the actual body, the unibody is pretty rusted now. Mm. But anyways, it was cheap. It ran. All I really had to do was put a muffler on it to get it to pass inspection the first time, but then I drove it around a bunch and Richmond potholes got the better of the suspension. I had to do uh, idler and pivot arm and the tie rod ends. Just now I had to do the tie rod ends to pass inspection. Rock Auto sent me two of the right side inner tie rod ends, mm. and they are different because the steering box, the left side t inner tie rod end is channeled differently to clear the steering box. Mm -hmm. So that was, I mean, fairly easily solved. This saga took way longer to tell than really was a problem. But oh, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you were able to actually get parts for it. I also cool. am glad that those parts were available mm -hmm. because I had to get the idler and pitman arm from Australia. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. See. I, just, I think it's fascinating. I mean, even though they didn't have them in local stock, the fact that, what was it, AutoZone? Or yeah, whatever? so AutoZone, yeah, AutoZone was able to get me the, the left side inner tie rod, and overnight they had it in their warehouse in D.C. Yeah, I was, I was pretty That's surprised amazing. by that, because, like, even Babgeon told me it was going to be, like, a week. I've never had great luck with Babgeon, if I'm honest. I used to have great luck with Babgeon, but then they started using um, Rollpack. Oh, yeah. And so Rollpack is, like highly centralized they don't keep a lot of parts distributed mm -hmm. so most everything is shipped to order well i'm glad it's back on the road for i am too i've been driving it because the weather's been really fantastic it has neither heat nor ac oh lovely yeah like how does it have no heat not not just they don't work it does not have the option. no it no yeah it does it oh, actually okay. yes it actually has a dealer installed ac system okay um but the switches are like frozen in the mm -hmm. dash mm -hmm. so i can't select anything really um, are they like old vacuum switches? No, it's like the they're like sliders. Uh, so the cables they're connected to. Probably the cables. That's yeah. that's my. I wonder because they're they're not that long. If you took those cables out and like soaked them in like PB yeah, blaster or something, if I like, cared. Yeah, I'm just saying you could drive it year round. Well, or you know at least in the you know colder months. Um, I mean it, the windows roll down, mm -hmm. sort of. Didn't you all, almost get that car in a movie recently? Yeah, um, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, when um, Wonder Woman, the second one, what was that called? I have no idea. I don't know. They filmed some of it on location in D.C., and they were looking for pre-79 automobiles. Mm -hmm. um, and so I actually responded to the casting call. They contacted me, and they told me to get my car up to D.C., but they needed it there. They needed it and me there for two weeks in a row. And I was like, I can't do that. I have a full-time job. You know, I don't, you know, yeah. I, I can't do that. I can't just ditch. Well, I, at that point, I had two full-time jobs. Yeah. I can't just ditch both jobs like that. Right, right. So, that would have been cool, but Jordan also has a sad story to tell. Oh, yeah. So, I think it was yesterday, I had two different people on Facebook. It was Billy and Eric. Both messaged me the same... Uh, Facebook Marketplace link for a guy selling a uh, two-wheel tow dolly uh, for like 350 bucks. It looked pretty rough, but it had new tires and it was easily fix-upable. So I like jumped on, I messaged the guy immediately, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, here, well, we can meet at this this location, and this weekend's cool." And I was like, "Cool, just you know, 
shoot me a time tomorrow, whatever whatever time is most convenient, and I'll roll down there and pick it up. And then today, I messaged the guy. I was like, "So, do you have a good time in mind?" And he didn't reply. And I was like, "Are you, is it even still available?" A couple hours go by, nothing. And then like an hour ago, he just sent me a message that said sold. I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" So pissed. I was so excited to pick that thing up. Yeah, but thanks, Facebook. Yep. For weeding the toxicity out of Craigslist and centralizing it hmm. and making it really accessible. Hadn't I suppose. Yeah. Is Craigslist better now? Yeah. Craigslist is better now. You have to pay five dollars to list a car on Craigslist for thirty days. Hmm. So if it weeds out all yeah. the the non Craigslist is better now. Good. Good to know. That's where I'll look for my lawnmowers. Uh, I as in racing lawnmowers. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, right, yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Um, Facebook Marketplace is very good at displaying <clears throat> to me all of the available riding lawnmowers <laughs> all the time. Yeah. The all of the ones that are two hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah. I got an ad for a water cooled V twin, uh, eighteen and a half horsepower John Deere. Holy what? crap. What? 200 bucks. What was wrong with it? Like a pulley was seized on the deck. And I was well, like, you don't need that anyways. I was like, you have got to be kidding me, wow. Facebook. I am trying to pay off some bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Facebook Marketplace is really good at showing me Coronas and... What are the Toyota vans called? Vans? No. In, in Australia, they, they have a name. A high ace? Maybe. Anyways, in Australia. Because... All of my old car groups that I'm in are in Australia, oh, no. so that I can get parts for them. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'll see a, I'll see an old Corona, for sale, in like the little lower corner of Facebook, and it'll be like six hundred bucks, and I'm like, wow, and click on it, and it'll be like, oh, okay, six hundred Australian, and yeah, like Queensland or Brisbane, like, yeah. Queensland, Nuruptu, Wagga Wagga, yeah, you know, wherever. Waka Waka. That was racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> that wasn't ra- that was racist. That's from the Muppets. That's that was a joke from the. Yeah. All right. no, I, it's fine. That's that's cool. What's been going on with you? Uh, not <laughs> a lot. No, not a lot. No. VRR was fun. It was yep. good. It was fun. Um, we missed Pierce a lot. Yeah. She could have been there. Um, yeah. We knew it was it was awkward in the middle of the week, but it just kind of. Well, I mean, once I, I, I mean, I, I do have paid time off now but it's like I have like five days right so cause you gotta like accrue it yeah yeah, yeah. so tough. once I get more for sure I will be able to do that kind of crap and I would love to mm-hmm. I honestly I really could have used the day off this week this week has been crazy yeah but yeah well I picked you up at work the other day I don't know if you oh yeah that was that was on Friday or it was yesterday Friday yeah because the corona part was wrong right so I right. didn't have a car to drive home right right yeah but what I don't know if you want to talk about it, but it was like, there was like 10,000 vehicles there. Yeah. So the place which I now work phases in new vehicles at the beginning of every year model mm-hmm. simu- while simultaneously phasing out the older ones, like mm-hmm. from three years ago. So that that's all happening like right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of insane right now. On top of the fact that we have recalls for... All of the F-150s and Expeditions in our fleet, all of the Chevy Malibus, 
all of the Nissan Altimas. And, yeah. Um, That's a captured fleet. Yeah. The Altimas alone, there are 5,000 in our service area. Oh, my God. Um, we there are, there are four or five service centers in our service area, but that's still a lot of cars for us to cover. Yeah, is it an involved recall? Like, is it hard? The to Ultima do? one is not not very difficult. Um, the Ford one is, and it's not even really like difficult. It's just that like they only gave us one tool to use, so we can literally only do one car at a time. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, it keeps us busy. It means I get to work overtime, which I'm okay with. Oh, what are uh, what are we drinking? We got, I think we're oh, all three drinking. This the, is your. The bourbon barrel bourbon gingerbread. Barrel yeah. That we were fortunate enough to find it via, or in Danville. Yeah, so tell me about Danville, because I haven't heard the last episode yet. Oh. Uh, well, runoffs is really cool. Yeah. Uh, there was, like, so you... You've been to VR a couple of times. You yeah. know what the general layout is. Yes. So that big field area in the middle where like the general parking is for Hyperfest, full, completely full of RVs, race cars. Oh. Like it was insane. Like the paddock was packed. All of the fields were overflow with guys like Camaros on jack stands in the grass getting wow. worked on. Like it was crazy. Like people brought like sheets of plywood to put down to jack up like the formula cars and stuff. It was it was super crazy, but it was really really fun. Interesting. We um we walked around obviously because that's what you do, right? Yeah. Walk around, look at all the race cars. Um, we talked about this on the last episode, but we came across a Formula Mazda car, which is um, I'm sure you're familiar. Oh yes. But um, like we were just looking at it, all you know, it looks real pretty. Kind of not trying not to get too close because it's just parked next to some guy's RV, right? Trying to be courteous and just kind of look from afar. And then he just, like, pokes his head out of the RV. And it's like, yeah, come take a look, guys. Like, come hang out. Super, everyone was super friendly. And he just, like, friendly. he came out of the RV and just talked to us for, like, 45 a, minutes. A solid 45 minutes. Yeah. He just, like, gave us, like, his whole racing life story and told us all about the car. And it's, like, it's like 20 years old now or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And he's, like, still competitive and, like, all this stuff. He claimed you could get them for fifteen grand, and I looked into this. Yeah. I looked on every used race bit stuff website I could find. The cheapest one I could find was like thirty grand. Really? Yeah, they are not. They're not that cheap. Like, with running engines or like mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? He, said, he said you could get a, an okay runner, not necessarily competitive, but an okay runner for like fifteen. I have not seen that deal. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, they're probably blown up ones for fifteen. Because there was an issue with those when they when they when that when that Formula Mazda like league or whatever you want to call it was brand new class class one of the builders messed them up so there was like many i think it was like 25 of them that didn't actually get to race for a while Mm. because they were like shipped to the people who paid to have them built like the chassis weren't well no i I think it was an issue with Maybe it was a chassis thing. Honestly, I don't remember anything that I'd say at this point. Because the one but, of the manufacturer, I guess it's the manufacturer, or one of the manufacturers was there, and they had oh, like yeah? a tent out there with one of the new versions, which doesn't have a rotary. No, nah, they're a, MZPs. Yeah, the the whatever's in the. Yeah. 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 It's still really cool. Yes. Um, I agree. But the but they're just not the same. no, but the idea of a oh, rotary yeah. Formula car is just, and they sound so awesome. They're very light. They're very small. They have non-ventilated brakes, which is weird. That is weird. Yes. 
the brake but I mean they're exposed so it's not the really brake rotors are like this big like tiny hmm. super tiny well they're light yeah I mean, well I know I'm just saying it's it's just strange I mean that is I guess that is still kind of strange but are they not I mean maybe I'm remembering them wrong but they're not like concealed by fenders or anything right no it's open yeah. Yeah. it's, it's yeah. still up in the like kind of up in the wheel though wow so something we didn't talk about was this group of racing cars and maybe you remember the group but um, was like super old school like cigar car like mm. style like race cars they look like soapbox derby cars <laughs> they did look like soapbox derby cars with I think I think I heard that they had some sort of small Ford engine yeah but I'm not 100% sure on that wasn't that the Volkswagen ones you're right I'm sorry I'm sorry oh. you're right they're built on wow. Volkswagen Beetle chassis the front suspension is literally like that torsion beam from a Beetle just bolted right on the front. The tires are approximately four inches wide. Yeah, yeah. running like seriously five inch wide tires, four or five inch wide tires that are probably like the the old uh, belts. Uh, yeah, steel uh, belted radials. radials. No, yeah, no, no, radials. no, no. Um, bias ply. Bias, bias ply. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and they're they're like, but they're like this big. You know, they're <laughs> like they're like thirty inch tall, five inch wide tires. They look absolutely hilarious on track because mm-hmm. there's literally zero chance for aerodynamic anything. Yeah. Because the car is six inches off the ground, the belly pin <laughs> six inches off the ground. It's, they're high. They're pretty tall. So there's no nothing. There's literally nothing, and so it's all mechanical grip and the contact patches the size of a matchbox. <laughs> you know. So it, they're just like they're squirmy and they like they like wiggle all over the track. Do they wear leather cold. helmets with <laughs> they really would, goggles? I really wish they did, but, but that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be really funny. The, and they're tiny. They're like... Oh, yeah, they're not... They're, they're, they're yeah, super small. duper tiny. Like, they drive past us in the pit and they're like barely waist height. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Are they um? Are they still running the, the old Beetle? Like, mm-hmm. what are they, four cylinders? Yeah, it's a flat four. Yeah, the air-cooled flat four. It's the rear end, too. It's the, it's the, front, the front end and the rear end from a... Wow. a beetle yeah that's super super crazy. cool yeah it was awesome that seems in theory like it would be a relatively budget friendly way to get into it because yeah. I mean all those beetle parts are pretty cheap is there honestly really actually a budget friendly race car no yeah not no. at all no not really yeah. um, people say lemons but like you still have, oh. you still have to spend thousands of dollars in safety equipment to have a lemons car I am gonna pull up for you our lemons car okay I'm gonna do it right now Y'all keep talking about something. Uh, so the that other class of open-ish, we I think they were open-wheel cars uh, that we were like, they kind of sound like they have bike motors in them, but we weren't exactly oh, sure. Oh, yeah. They, look, they, they are bike motors. Are they two-stroke? Um, I don't recall what bike motor is in them. Um, I think it was FE was the class, which was confusing because it was like Formula E, mm-hmm. but it's not, obviously. But that's what they, I think that's what they were called, was FE cars. All right, what Chris you got? Chris is very excited. Got? What is... Oh, dear God. <laughs> what is Roscoe's a, Alfa Romeo. A, oh, my gosh. All right, what year is it's this? An, it's, a, it's an Alfa Romeo 164. So it's the, like, Saab Fiat Alfa. Yes. Oh, these have the cool... Uh, I know this it, rear end. It's a front-engine V6. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a terrible car. Yes. They're, they're, they are... In good condition, they're terrible cars. This one is not in good condition. No, it looks like the desert is inside of it. And the axle is broken, like ripped off of the back of it. Is it rear-wheel drive? It is. No, no, no. It's front-wheel drive. Okay. 
So what you're but saying is currently just put like Maxima running gear in it and make it work. Maxima? Why just, would we do Nissan stuff? I don't know. Literally anything. Just bolt. Find find a car in a junkyard that we can weld yeah. up some mounts for well, and throw right. it in there. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, or just just don't. Just like staple it back together and make it run. I mean, that's so what like lemons is all factory. about, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> lemons, like you actually need. <laughs> like yeah. in, in order to race, like their tech inspection is actually pretty. Okay, that's it's fine. Literally thirty one dollars. It is. It's it, <laughs> see. This is a new thing he's doing. This is the auction page. Uh, so right now it can be had for thirty one dollars. I think there are five days left in the four auction. Four days. Four days left in the auction, my friends. Yeah. I implore you. I yeah. do not hate myself enough to have an Alfa Romeo. But if, you could... If there's anything, if there is literally anything that I've learned from hanging around and with track people, yeah. is that keep it simple, keep it something with okay, but we're readily talking about, available parts. We're, ca- we're talking about lemons. Right, so you need to have at least a stack of wheel bearings on hand. You need nah. to have... Yeah. because nah, once it breaks, just leave it. That's not how uh, that. I mean, the I race is over. You listen, still have to put listen, like a thousand dollar cage in it and a fire suppression. Right. System. So if we get the car for thirty one dollars, <sighs> and then we weld the shock back to it or whatever is wrong with the rear end, Look, then we can spend all the money on the cage and the seat and the harness. I, I tried to do this ten work. years ago. It doesn't. Work. Okay. <laughs> I I put down a hundred. No, I put down fifty dollars. Somebody else put down another fifty dollars, and we had an FC rolling chassis at Wyotech. Oh, oh, I was going to say, why wasn't I aware of this? Yeah, you were. I tried to buy parts from you. you really? Yeah, long time ago. Okay. It was like before we actually met. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, or I tried to buy a motor from you, I think, actually. But anyways, it's uh, it's not easy No. to yeah. get into lemons, especially when you don't have any money. Raise your hand if you have money on the porch. Nope. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I've got a $5 bill in my wallet. Oh, big spender. I'm saying... I was planning to buy beer with that later. I mean, lemon. Yes, it's a five hundred dollar allegedly racing series, but for real, like no, I mean, you need to have thousands and thousands of dollars in disposable income to do lemon stuff. I am aware of what it takes, but I think that if we were to do something like lemons, which I still do really want to do, oh, be fun. Sure. It would have to be something as ridiculous as an Alfa Romeo one six four. Okay, I agree. As long as we swap everything over to readily available parts, right? Yeah. Yes. But it would, like, like, because you know how people will, okay, take, um, not Robin, who's the other guy, Alex Demen. Do you know Alex Demen? He's done lemons a few times now. He, the first time he did it was in, um, like a late 80s 5 Series BMW that they cut, uh, they cut the roof off of it, um, from the windshield back. Mm-hmm. And then... The whole thing was covered in like astroturf that they painted black. So what I'm saying is like th- this is this that's like the the theme of lemons is it's that you ridiculous. have like crazy ridiculous clown cars and like things sticking out of it and flapping around. Sure. If we had an Alfa Romeo 164, we wouldn't need to do any of that. We would already have the most ridiculous car on track. I'm 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 hearing you. Which is kind of why I would rather do Champ Car than Lemons. It's sim- You end up spending relatively similar money, but it's actually, like, racing. Yeah, but in an Alpha? No I, no, I would do that in, like, a Civic or something. And then we could also use that Alpha for the... Shooting Tire range? Rack, or Falcon Tire... Who does the 2000XX oh, challenges? The NASA Ultimate Street Car Challenge. Uh, or no, not Ultimate. No, it's, um... No idea what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I know what you're talking about. 
There is there is a race series that exists in Florida every year. It's the twenty XX, whatever year it is, the twenty twenty. That's it your will budget be for next year. That's the budget that you have to spend on a car. Two thousand twenty dollars. Yeah. And it's some tire company hosts it. I thought it was tire rack. I think it might be tire rack. I don't remember. But the point is to like negotiate and wheedle your way in by whatever means necessary. So like selling a car to a friend and then buying it back for a dollar is fairly common and other things of that nature. So I'm like the alpha would be cheap enough that we could do that right. already. Right. I'm all over this alpha, you guys. Get on I'm, get on I'm, board. I'm with you, but the fact that you have to go through multiple sets of wheel bearings, multiple sets of brakes per per race. I mean, I get is, per race. Yes. Yeah. Nah. Yes. Nah. Which it's is a twenty-four hour race. Nah. Which is why people, you, if you're really strategic, you find a car that has bolt-on hubs. I mean, <laughs> so you can change that. I stuff. heard a story. This is my favorite lemons story. Back when I was reading up about this stuff, of some some bros who found a Miata okay. to race, which is the dream, right? Halfway through the race, they blew a head gasket. They bring it back in. It managed to not overheat somehow. But the, uh, they like, I don't remember exactly, I think they had like a flat bar and they like were trying to measure the head to see if the head had distorted. Mm -hmm. And they realized they needed to like clean the head, the surface of the head before they could put it all back together. So dude sat at a workbench for like three hours with a file going one stroke at a time. File. Clean the file off. File. Clean the file off. Is it not a 24 hour... It is. is. Is there is there a break? I was so no. what you're saying is like he he took he spent like three hours. Dude, yeah. just uh, I, just being able to drive your car across the finish line at the end is a prize. So you're not paced. You're not like there are no laps. Oh there yeah, is. there are. Yeah. So you'd finish the finish line, but you'd be last. Like doesn't matter. Dead dead ass at, last. At, at any 24 hour race, if your car can make it, if your car can start, and then finish. So the yeah. alpha is perfect. We start the race, pit at the first lap, and then push it across the finish line. I'm telling you guys, this is foolproof. I'm not spending $3,000 for a weekend to not drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell us about the Miata. He maybe, filed it down maybe, with maybe, a... Maybe three hours is, is extreme, but the point is... He did it he, with, like, a steel he, file. He did it with a hand file. Yeah. Just, like, one, literally one stroke... Take the file off, clean it off, stroke. So they were just trying off. to clean. I guess it must have been a composite head gasket then. Just, just, just clean up the head, straighten it out. I have no idea. Point is, he did it. Yeah. Put it all back together. Yeah. Went out there and it ran the rest of the time. That's rad. Yeah. I read an article. I want to say by Bill Caswell. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It was a legend. Yes. Just be real about it. Yes. Shout out to Bill Caswell, uh, where they actually swapped an engine in the pit, like, with another guy who, like, rear-ended his car, like, yeah. like rotated and backed into a tire wall. Mm -hmm. So, like, his engine was fine. And they, like, pulled the engine that out of that car and put it in their car. And then, like, the teams teamed up <laughs> to, <laughs> like... Because cool. I guess you gotta, like, pit and change drivers every so often or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, for every 45 minutes or something. So then they, like, all of the drivers got a chance to race. Yeah. It was really cool. I enjoyed reading. That, like, kind of camaraderie is yes. really cool to me. Even, Bill Caswell is such a great guy. He's even cool. the like the actual Le Mans race, they will like if the car <clears> breaks, <throat> they'll pull it in and try to repair it, even if it takes hours, and just get back out there. 
It's Pimper Time. Really good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things that I noticed. All the, so all the people there for runoffs are like nationally competitive in whatever class they're racing in because so, it's like the final races of the season. So everyone there is like super serious about mm. the sport, and all of them come with spares for everything like it looks like they have an auto zone in the back of their trailer like stuff hanging up on pegboards like here's gaskets here's wheel bearings here's you know maybe that's why fcs aren't raced more regularly they just bring extra engines well but no all right so i mean the engine thing is a thing but like i mean there were a lot of fcs there really yeah there's a whole class of them it was great both second and third gen rx7s have like really complex rear suspension setups like with wear items right mm-hmm even if you go to like all heim joint rear ends, they won't. Re- they shouldn't really wear out that easily. I wouldn't know. I mean, you're talking about replacing wheel bearings in yeah. the race, mm-hmm. which I never would have. Oh yeah. Thought would be a thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Especially on like a race weekend where you're doing like a 45 minute race Friday, and then you go to like you know, practice qualifying, and then a race on Sunday. You got to be able to repair the car between those things. Because I mean, while like FC front wheel bearings are relatively easy to replace. The rear wheel bearings are not. You gotta press them out of the knuckle. Right, but then, but I mean, the biggest issue is that you have to take the knuckle off, mm. and it's there's like, I mean, what there's like three contact points. Yep, that's why like a lot of the, the I would imagine like for my Corolla, if I was gonna, what I might end up doing is buying an extra set of used front knuckles. Oh, into the whole knuckle and and just the swap bearing. the whole knuckle you. in that already has the bearing pressed into it. That's what a lot of those guys would mm. do. Whereas, like, for example, the, the Honda Civic that I... Greg Amis Honda Civic that I hung out with at Summit back in April, who caught on fire this weekend, unfortunately. Mm. Um, his... They were they changed out the wheel bearing, the rear wheel bearings on that car, like, three times that weekend. Yeah, it's like a 2010 or something Honda Civic, 2007, oh, something like okay. that. okay. Because, like, on my EF, the bearings were, like, built into the drum. Yeah. And they do wear out a lot. Yeah, but well, I mean, uh, ten. That's. I mean, just it's it's a bolt on and off thing. So they just yeah. had like boxes of them, and they just mm-hmm. threw another one on. God. Yeah. Because it. Uh, I feel like, but like, but like, are they using cheap parts to begin with? Uh, maybe. I mean, you got to use what you can get. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but uh, think of the amount of heat that gets absorbed into that. For example, at Dominion this past time I went, when I had to pull off the track and, like, constantly fix the car because it was always breaking, <laughs> every time you come off the track, the wheels are, like, too hot to touch. Yeah, well, you cannot yeah. touch them. Right. So Absolutely. all that heat goes into the bearing, too. Yeah. So the combination of high speeds, the heat from the brakes, the heat from the tires, and, like, especially if you're on sticky tires like RE71Rs or R-Compound tires, the amount of G-forces going into the yeah. bearings and, like, the, the force they have to deal with is very high, so they wear out a lot faster so if we can please circle back around to the fact that all of these things that you're saying about wheel bearings yes is really discouraging to me because i knew that like brakes and like belts and tires obviously were all very expensive wear items you should do an oil change after every track i am aware of that i just also didn't and a brake flush i just also and probably coolant flush just all didn't didn't also realize that i would need to source wheel bearings for my rare and expensive parts to be found FCRX7, and my impossible to be found parts Suzuki Swift. I bet you they're because not those are the cars them. that I want to race. I bet I bet you you could find the Swift ones because it's a Geo Metro. You could probably they're probably but five it's not hours. a Geo Metro. Really? Like every time I like try to find a part for that car, 
I figure out that basically besides the naked chassis, everything is different. Hmm. The brakes are different. The suspension's a little bit different. The engine's vastly different. I would be shocked. Shocked if that thing didn't share wheel bearings with another vehicle. The, yeah. My hubs are different than but, the Geo. Oh, than another vehicle. I got you. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And just in general, another in vehicle. In general. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Like, my, my Corolla wheel bearings are the same as, like, an MR2, a Celica, certain Camrys, some Tercels. Like, it's all... Do you know why it was so hard for me to find my left inner tie rod end for the Corona? Because it was only made for the Corona. Really? Yeah. Oh. From 74 to 78. That's unfortunate. It's like the one part that's not shared from the Corona to the Corolla to the Celica. Interesting. <clears throat> Could you swap, theoretically, a Celica steering rack, like a rack and pinion steering system mm -hmm. into it? No? No, the subframe is different. Um, although the AE86 subframe that I have, I am planning to use So they could just use a rack. an 86 rack? Well, I'm planning to use an FC rack, actually, because that's what... Actually, the 86 guys use FC uh, non-powered racks. Or MR2. I don't know. Oh, the MRS. No, the, the AW11 non-power. Just a manual really? rack. Mm -hmm. I've not read about that. Mm -hmm. I have read where they will use unpowered FC racks. Or if they do want power steering, like for drifting, they'll use the MRS electric racks. The nice thing about the, the AW11 racks is you can get the Quaif quick ratio rack and pinion, which I have and is awesome. Is that powered or unpowered? Um, no, my car does not have power steering. So literally you take the whole rack assembly apart and you replace the rack and the pinion, put it all back together and re-grease everything. And now you've got like, it goes from like a 2.6 down to like a 2.0. Turns? Yeah. Really? So it's way, way, wow. way faster. Although if you have an engine up front, it may be unbearably heavy. Well. But they make it for the 8.6 too, the non-power, <laughs> the manual 8.6 rack as well. For the factory 8.6 rack? Mm -hmm. Okay, good to know. My get Swifty plates did come in the I have yet to put them on because... You don't have the... any rivets to rivet them to the <laughs> <laughs> For the two days that the Swift sat in my driveway over the weekend, the battery went dead again. God damn. Oh. I know, it's a brand new battery. So you got uh, some sort of vampire, vampiric drain on there? I don't know. If you're trying to say parasitic drain? That, sure. Yeah. Vampire um, works also. I mean, I guess. I really don't know. I don't want to know. I just I just want that car to keep running. I don't want to have to fix it, because all of the parts on it are broken. And I don't want to have to fix them. Do you have an alternator problem, or is it just the battery just dies? In the Swift? Yeah. So the Swift sat next to the Corona mm -hmm. for like a year. Okay. After, well, no, that's not true, because I was at Dominion with it in what, May? Yeah, mm -hmm. for that rainy one. Yeah. And it has sat ever since that day. Mm. So the battery was dead when I went to get it inspected two weeks ago. So you put a new battery in it? No. Oh. I put a new battery in it for Dominion. Oh, then so because, this new battery is also dead. Yes. Yeah. That's the problem. And like, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I literally haven't bothered to check like if I left the lights on or the key or the radio or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I just went to get in it on Monday morning to drive it to work and it wouldn't start. And I was like, well, so I took my coffee cup and I went to my CRV and I drove to work in the CRV. Mm -hmm. How many cars do you have? Five right now. Which is very mm -hmm. low for him. That's pretty low. I gotta say. It's... Every time I see you in a different car. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. It's like That's the impossible. It's, it's like the FC and the CRV are the main ones right Those now. are the main ones right now. 
feel like recently. And then he had the. Dude, well, she did. The, she did see me in the Swift two weeks ago when I did the muffler. Or the yeah muffler delete. Well, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. The repair, the exhaust repair. Which involved a lot of smacking pipes on the ground for some reason. <laughs> because you're a shitty welder It wasn't the no shitty gas. welder. It was the shitty pipes that were not I mean, the pipes at were sh- all. The pipes, I mean, it might have been. I'm not saying it wasn't. But that was I think, good. honestly, the lack of gas is what got me. Yeah, that makes, it's real sloppy. It is. Mm-hmm. I've never welded like without gas really before, good. ever. It's really, that it, was it's not pretty. tough. Yeah, that was very tough. I'm not a welder by any means. I'm not trying to tout my welding abilities in any way whatsoever because they don't exist. I am a beginner at best, so I need the gas. <laughs> when there isn't gas, I don't yeah. know what to do. I need to go get more. Gas? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get you off. I mean, for, for some reason I decided to get We're gas. We're all trying to think of gas puns right now is yeah. all that's happening. In my infinite wisdom, I got gas from Arc 3, which is not right next to my work, instead of Robert's Oxygen, which is literally walking distance from my work. That was silly. Yeah. So why can't you do that now? Because I, it's Arc's tank. Yeah. So I just swap tanks. I'm like, you rent the tank from them. For real? Yeah. That's how that's how all welding gas works. Yeah. Like, so it? you can't even, like, take it? No. It's not like a Blue Rhino tank where you can just take it to Lowe's right. or Seven no. Eleven or Kroger. Right. No, you gotta you take, have back to take it back to the place that you got it from. Uh, Why, yeah. though? That's so dumb. That's how, it's just how it all works. Okay, well, so it's dumb. They gotta make their money then that way. Yeah. They gotta make their money somehow, right? So how much do you have to pay for... You I only think... really pay for the gas inside of it. Yeah, I think the last time I bought gas it was like 60 bucks or 65 bucks or something is it where you have to do like a flat rate like when you first begin and pay for the actual tank and then every time probably except i brought them a tank that i could not use Mm -hmm. and said (laughs) like a core yeah i was like do y'all want this and they're like sure and i was like can i get the right one please and they're like okay do they charge you extra for that so can you i mean you could just return their empty tank. Yeah, and, and then, then go, go to, to Robert. Robert. I could, but yes. But then you might have to pay extra because you're doing, then you're Correct. starting with a whole new Yeah, who knows. I was a dummy, and I sold my grill when we moved with the propane tanks. Wampum. Uh, yeah, so then I had to pay, like, the additional $80 the next time. So yeah. there is a fee. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Blue Rhino, but okay. it's probably the same. I mean, I'm imagining it's, like, the same scenario. It probably is. Gas is gas, right? No. no, this no it's propane versus. So yeah, I, I've been using grill gas is highly flammable on purpose. Yeah, seventy five twenty five I think. Welding gas is highly inflammable on purpose. Mm-hmm. So they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Very spectrum. much. Yes. yes, very much so. But I mean, even even so, for what we were doing, welding up your muffler outside using flux core was probably a better idea because it would have been windy. <laughs> It wasn't that windy. It's very picky. Like you got to have that gas. Like you're right a one-ton welder, and you yeah, you can't ha- you can't be more than like that far away from it with the mm-hmm. tip of the welder. Like you got to be right up on it. You got to put the tip right against it. Mm-hmm. So tell me about C8R. Well, to do that, I would need my phone. Oh, okay. Which Fair Jordan enough. is currently holding. How about you tell me why we're trying to talk you into buying an ND Miata as a work Okay, you're trying to talk me out of Oh, out of I can't me. do it. So <laughs> here, here's, here's the thing, okay? What um, I want you to do is I want you to put a Mazda 3 hatch and rear section on an ND Miata and turn it into a shooting brake, and then it would be the perfect work vehicle. 
So you're making sense with the shooting break. I'm not gonna do that. I want to do that with the Corolla and MR2 really bad. Make, Ew, make it, though. Like you know, a Renault Five Turbo. I want to make that, but with Toyotas. Okay, but no, because the Renault Five is a hatch, like a like a five door hatch. It's a three door. A five. You're thinking hatch. of the Clio, the newer one. The Renault Five is the '80s one. Okay, like I thought they were also five doors. But anyways, no, your fit is a five door hatch. Your your fit is basically a race car. I'm, I. They're great race cars. Dude, there is actually my like my car is not fast. Doesn't matter. Need to be. Neither are Miatas. It's not fun. It has more horsepower than an NA Miata. It does a stupid thing when I. The rev matching thing is dumb. The rev hang is. It's rev hang. It's really bad. It like stalls out a little. Not stalls out. You put the clutch in and it takes forever for the revs to This is like this weird. Like it's like it's misfiring, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain. Also, her motor mount. They use the same motor mount between the automatic and the manual. And it's super, super soft, so like you, it, it gets really jerky sometimes because oh, yeah. the engines are bouncing back and forth in the engine. That's one of the things that's wrong with the Swift that I don't want to deal with is that all of the motor mounts are blown. So like every time I try to like decelerate by letting off the throttle, it are they just all goes, just like jugga, 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 are they all just basic round mounts with a bolt through them? No, uh, no. Like one of them's like a double thing with it's no, uh, they're not. Just putting this out there, if you want to fix it, my birthday is coming up. <laughs> When's your birthday? Oh, you, so, you, so for the record, I'm not paying for it. You would accept car parts as a gift, and be a great for them. This is not from you. Oh. Passport. I think. How it's is your car not still under warranty? It's a 2015. <laughs> 20, oh yeah. It's it's old. 15 really? Mm -hmm. Because um, I really, uh, at one point, I did think I think about they came out in 13 it. or 14. No, no, no. That's not her generation? Mm -hmm. No way. Yeah. When did the Sport come out? Was it the following year or two uh, years later? 17 or 18. Because I know I was thinking about The new ones are beautiful. Have you seen, okay, I was literally just about to ask if you'd seen the fourth gens yet, because I hate them. No, 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 not the her, fourth gen. Still, hers is a fourth, third, no, they don't have fourth gens yet. It's yeah. A face oh, yeah. No, it's a facelifted third gen. Mm. Yes. Okay. It's a facelifted version of hers. And the only difference, the, literally the only differences are the front bumper, the rear bumper, the wheels, and the fact that the radio now has a physical volume knob. Well, that's nice and all, but I hate the way that they look. I love them. I don't think Especially we're talking the sports. The Fit Sport is awesome. Alright, I need, apparently I need to pull up a picture of the Honda Fit. I was trying to, but literally all that it says in the Wikipedia is that it will be unveiled at the 46th annual Tokyo Auto Show. A 5th gen? Or a fourth gen? The fourth gen. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. So you haven't seen what I'm No. It is ugly, bro. Really? Was it like a 2021 Honda Fit? That's just camo. This is all camouflage. Oh, wait, this is a rendering. I mean, it looks like an Odyssey. It does. I mean, the current one still looks like kind of like the current Odyssey. Now, if you got rid of the chrome in the grill, that would look okay. I like the wheels. I like the... The proportions in the back. Mm -hmm. I think. Oh, I like the fact that the front quarter windows are enormous. I actually like that quite a bit. I really like the headlights too. Good grief! Can we do show notes? Show notes? Yeah. Do we do show notes? I have it, but we can. You should put this picture in the show notes. I could. Can Assu view it. Assuming that's the actual one. Yeah. Most of. It, I think. Oh, I really like that a lot, actually. Dude, I swear to God, if they took the fit and put the base civic engine in it and made it a fit si i would have one yeah They're, it's so awesome yeah like I, I don't i don't understand i think it was on the smoking tire one time i think i've told you this before he had a yaris on there 
where they had done yeah. suspension tires and then the 1.8 Corolla motor, and yeah. it was like brilliant. You told me about that. You might have even told me about that on the VIR. Yeah, at VIR. <laughs> um, Pierce keeps running away, but yeah. I, did, I think I did not fully articulate my point about the the service vehicle. Hmm. I would not be modifying whatever I got. Right. At all. Uh, in any significant way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so not, would our coilovers significant? Yes. Okay. That's too much. Uh, there's no way I can drive a car with coilovers. Think so? Not drive it 40,000 miles a year. Mm. I mean, a Miata on stock suspension is probably super comfy. Yeah. And the, you know, like you were saying, the club one or whatever with the Bilsteins, it's probably... The LSD. Really nice. Are sway bars too much? No, not necessarily, but... Just to tighten it up a wee bit. Yeah. The point is, like, I just didn't... I re-listened to that episode, and it felt like I did not... Articulate. Articulate well enough. Yeah. I mean, okay, so... The Miatas would be cool. Right. And you just grab another set of tires for winter, and I think you'd be totally fine. Yeah. Like, except for the one time we get really heavy snow. Maybe. Because if it's stock height, they're pretty high stock, so you'd probably still be all right up to, like, six or seven inches of snow. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to... Honestly, other than that, a Honda Fit would be rad. Like, they're great, great vehicles. Especially if you get a second gen, you can get them for hella cheap. Yeah, see, that's the problem. The second gen w- would be the one that I want, right? Because it's the, it's the good one, right? I mean, the new one's pretty good, too. But... But it has a six-speed. I, I would... I would almost it would not be fiscally responsible to not buy a newer car not brand new think so but I I don't think that it would be wise to own an older vehicle I I don't think it would be wise to own a vehicle with more than like you know 75,000 or to buy another a new one with 75,000 more than 75,000 miles I mean I honestly think you could probably find like a 2013 fit or whatever the newest year third gen is if that's what you want you could probably find one with a manual with like very low miles for like ten grand, I would think. I haven't looked. I'm kind of talking out of my ass, but I have a feeling because like even like a third gen with low miles is they they're like twelve grand. Right. And a first gen with with under a hundred thousand is like three or four grand. They're super cheap. So we were talking about Facebook and stuff earlier. Uh huh. This is this is gonna tie back in in a second. But did you see that? Toyota is putting out a new Rav4 hybrid. Yes, um, so I've heard. I've heard that it is amazing. Yeah, uh, I was. I saw something about it. Something very significant about it. It's so it's a plug-in hybrid. Oh, a plug-in. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So it's like, it's a. What are we talking about? Some Honda Fits. And okay. I, I, looked, I looked up the picture of this point. The camouflaged fourth gen. There's a rendering of an uncamouflaged one, and other than the grill, I think it actually looks really good. Okay. I will. The camouflaged this. one that I have seen. This one, I think it looks amazing. Okay, that actually looks pretty good. I but know. Mostly just because it's in black. If you I mean, if you like, got rid of the like chrome, a shiny black. If you got rid of the chrome around the grill, I think it would look great. I have only seen this camouflaged version of it, and the camouflaged version of it looks like a beached whale. Well, look, it's covering up the grill, it's covering up the headlights, it's it's doing a good job disguising the shape of I the I mean, grill. I get that, but it just looks huge. It looks like what they did with the CRV from the 
from the first fourth gen. Fourth gen to the fifth gen. Uh, where it's now basically the size of a pilot. It is the size of the first gen pilot. Yeah. The CRV is now, and the HRV has taken its place. This looks like it's now. I mean, this is this is almost the same size as like an HRV. It looks. Like. I don't think it's. I think. I mean, it looks like. Deceptive. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's camouflage. So. What were we all talking about with this Miata thing? Are we still doing that? So. Pierce wants me to build a shooting break. Yes. Like the fifth time. Well, no, you this. want an ND Miata as a work vehicle. Okay. And I submit okay. that it would be more practical to have a shooting break Miata, ND Miata. Or. Okay, yeah, but that vehicle doesn't exist in a place where I can purchase it. Okay. Yeah. Copart.com. That's a thing. I had a thought. You're looking in the mid like the upper 20s, thousands of dollars for Probably. a new car. Oh, is that what we're doing? We're just suggesting new cars? Yeah. Can I suggest one? Hyundai Veloster N. Oh, are we going That's with those my... kinds of cars, or are we going with practical work vehicles? It's a three. It's a three-door hatch, or so three and a half-door hatch with this, a turbo. This is kind of what we talked about last time. The things that matter, right? Uh-huh. Fuel economy. Uh-huh. Relative comfort. Reliability. Reliability, and a little bit of like, go anywhere. Well, you already have that car. Right. Right. It's so, the GTI. No. Yeah. That's reliability, Pierce. Okay, his experience has been fairly negative. Is there the least reliable? There exists in certain areas of this world reliable I, Volkswagen. I don't think you should. Every every. I mean, when you buy a Volkswagen, you flip a coin. It's either gonna be the most reliable vehicle you've you. ever owned, or it's the worst car ever. I Wait. think you may have not gotten a great one. Yeah, Wait. that is true. But you say that about every German engineered car. Because it's, it's true. a fact. Except either the Porsches are pretty good. They're either perfect or they're just. What is I can't an absolute money words. pit? Because I mean, I mentioned this specific, specifically because there are many German cars that I want specifically, and you're always like, no. What you need no. to do an E30 would be great. You need to, what you need to do is buy a 20 year old German car that that's still fine. works well yes. because that's the one that's that, going to yeah. work well for forever. Which is what I've wanted. What do you want? An right. E30. Okay. Wow, really? They're expensive now, though. They're not cheap they're, anymore. Yeah, because yeah. they're like. All the cheap ones got scooped up for... It's how Driftalism works. Driftalism? Let me tell you the story. <laughs> Any, let me tell you the story about FCRX7. Let me tell you the story about every cheap rear-wheel drive manual transmission vehicle that has been made okay. ever. Before you even go there, that window of me being able to afford and get an E30... Mm-hmm. It's gone. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. I, I picked the perfect time to buy my FCRX7. And then the next four that I bought. Yeah. Well, because also, they were cheap, and now you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Are they still even not running? Are they still pretty cheap? You can't get a not running one. For no, I, I'm telling you, man. Literally, mm, Thursday or Wednesday, I was cruising Facebook Marketplace, and like, no engine FCRX7s are still like three grand. Yikes! Whereas I bought basically running RX7s for a couple hundred dollars. Ten years ago. I have an idea. What's Easy that? Fix. Instead of getting me a car, you could totally get me a motorcycle. I like having. Dude, a, I there. like having a wife that lives. But motorcycles are so cool. I know. I know. There is a Ducati Diavel. I mean, I have no. For sale idea. right now, at the motorcycle shop near my work, which I can't remember the name of right now. Is it it's Street the, Rockets? I've, I've been wanting a motorcycle since I was sixteen. They're 15, very cool. Sixteen, do it. whatever. Just do it. Because really cool. I asked specifically my parents. I remember this conversation. Nike. If, if you save up all your monies and buy a helmet and a, and leathers 
if you show me what specifically I need, I will start saving for that. Because uh, I don't know do what it. I need. You need a helmet, a jacket, it. pants, and boots. You and gloves. Say a oh god, you need gloves. Gloves. Lord, but you need gloves. There's so many different helmets, and this that is registered for the not registered. The most like, expensive helmet you can afford. That's the one. No. Show me what I, Pierce. Show I will do it. I'm telling you right now. My hand is in the air. I will do it. Show me what I need. Because I, I am 100% for it. And I will be happy with just like what I, to I told Jordan this like a while ago. I would absolutely have a project bike. Which now, you don't want a project bike because you I wouldn't say, trust it on the road. Yeah. I say this because it's Very something that Jordan and I could bond over. What you want is an old ninja because they run for forever. Uh, like a Ninja 250 or 500. What you can get Honda? them. Hondas are good. I mean, yeah, but that's like where the they Kawasaki Ninja is the most mass-produced motorcycle in the world ever. That is not even true. I don't. Okay, I feel like Honda. Bikes Listen to me right now. Not even close. Get out of here with your garbage. <laughs> I'm telling my stories right now. You're saying lies. Basically, basically, what I'm saying is that an old Honda is way more expensive than they an are. old Ninja. That's I, yeah, I can't Hondas argue with that. Hold their values. Hondas so definitely long. hold their values because they're better. Well, they are I'm better. not disagreeing with you. Yes, I will also agree with you. They're better. But ninjas will run perfectly fine for a very long time, and they are very cheap. Hmm. There's a 250 right now for sale at that motorcycle shop that I mentioned for like $1,200. It's got like 5,000 miles on it. They what? just did the whole service. It's immaculate. Really? It's like a 2001, I want to say. So it's Happy carved. birthday to Santa. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm saying. Oof. I will show you... I'll show you, bucks? Yes. I'll show you what you need to ride motorcycles, because it's not please, a lot. Please do. It's cheaper than you think it is, it, Yeah, it's not if that... You, once, I, if you shop you, the clearance stuff... That's yeah. fine. I just need Because you will fall down that's, on your first bike. I mean, that's bike. given. And once, like, it's an obvious, once right? You've, once you've got the gear, mm -hmm. it's cheap to get into a bike, but the so gear itself is pretty expensive. So you're that I need to get the gear first? Yes. Before you, you definitely do. need to have... Because you yeah. need to have the gear to go into the class to get your license. Well, yeah, and then, like... This is a whole other can of worms because some classes will say one thing and another class will say you, another thing. For most classes, all you need for the class is a helmet and boots. No, they ask for gloves. helmet, boots, and gloves, yes. and... You need yes. a helmet, a gloves, and a jacket. You don't even need boots. Really? No. The class that I took, you needed a helmet, gloves, and a jacket. I'm just saying that is something that I'm very much interested in. Okay. Always have been. And you should be, too. I would. I would not be opposed to it. I'm just... I am, like, probably unreasonably so, but I'm very afraid of everyone else on the road. Yes. No, that's good. Like... You're supposed to be. I, yes. I have seen too many helmet cam videos of dudes going across an intersection and getting broadsided by a car and, like, mm -hmm. shattering the entire lower half yeah. of their body. And, like, for me, the motorcycle would only be for weekends and, like, fun rides. I wouldn't even take it to work because going to work is literally the... If you took it up Route 1, you'd be all right. I mean, I, I would, thought about it. I would say that you should drive it as much as possible, though, because that's how you get familiar right, with it. Yes, yes, but I'm saying when it comes to, like, driving to work, I have to carry a lot of things to work. Oh, all right. It's just well, not... Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's just not realistic. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, let's carry a bunch of crates on my back while I'm riding no, a bike. Yeah, yeah, no. That makes sense. I believe it is the Honda CB250. Yeah, they're great bikes. That is... Like, oh, the most mass-produced. Most mass okay, all right. Thanks, Captain Fax. You're welcome. It's called the. Or it's it's. <laughs> I'm pretty. It's that like style of, but it's the bike that Hammond we, had in uh, in Vietnam when they did the Vietnam special. Mm -hmm. Can we please all board the USS Hyperbole, of which I am the, the first admiral. Supreme admiral. Yes, but that has gotten us in trouble. 
So I no, am trying to redact your hyperbole sometimes. Redacted. But no, motorcycle. I, I'm I'm down for that as a possibility. I, lo- I love motorcycles. Forever. Welcome to another episode of Motorcycles and Men, and Sandra. I'm not a man. I said and Sandra. What are we doing? Are we talking about the Miata hatchback again? <laughs> Can we stop talking about this? No, it's because not gonna I'm, happen. All right, so all right, so what do you want? You want a utility vehicle? Do you are you trying to get rid of the Rav Four? Because okay, all right, here's okay, where okay. I was coming. He from. needs a stock new Miata with an extra set of snow tires. No, That's no. What he, needs. what he needs is a. Ram Promaster. Yes. Fuel economy here. Fuel economy. They're four cylinders. You need a fit. Yeah, but it's a 5,000 pound truck. No, no. They're they're much lighter than that. I don't we need actually, that much space. We, he and I had this conversation that's on that's Friday so when he was space. driving me home. The Promasters can be had as like an engine and a huge empty box. Do you need a... Oh, wait. The Promaster. Like the yeah, 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 thing? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh. Do you want... An FCA product, though? No. Yeah, no, no they're definitely Fiats. And I, we talked about that also. I don't But they're fantastic. I can literally stand up straight Transit in Connect? the back of a low-ride ProMaster. I do not need fantastic. that much space. I don't care. I just want you to have it so that See, I can drive it. This is what, I, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Those if, are called uh, selfish. Like, honestly, an, a stock ND Miata has enough trunk space and passenger seat space that he could carry everything he needs and still have fun, get good gas mileage, and it'd be comfortable on the highway stock. And if you had snow tires, like, we get one snow every couple of years that is too deep for the floor of a Miata. He would be fine. It's Especially been... if he got the club version of the LSD, he would be totally fine. Or he should get a Honda Fit and go the complete opposite direction. The, one complete, we... the complete opposite direction is the 2020 or 2021, whatever it is, uh, RAV4 uh, PVH. Here's the thing. The new RAV4s, they're not bad vehicles. They yeah. look like Cylons from the first, the original Battlestar Galactica series. Yes. But they're good cars. They look like Highlanders. They're huge. Well, they are big now. There was like a press release this morning that they're, the the brand new one is going to be a plug-in hybrid. Oh, really? Yeah. Solely? And, it, and it's supposedly amazing. They're not coming with gas engines at all anymore? It's a plug-in hybrid. It's a plug-in hybrid. So it still has a gas engine. It still has a gas motor. I'm saying, is there a non-hybrid option? Yes. Oh, they're all hybrids now. There, okay. there probably right. is a gas motor option. So, like, the the opposite... So it's 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 talked me out of getting an ND for a service vehicle. Okay. Because I'm assuming that my toolbox fits in an ND. We'll try it. Just give it a shot. I, I, that's the plan. Go to uh, Hyman Brothers. Mm-hmm. Or CarMax. No. They're not so gracious with their test drives. Really? Hyman Brothers wants to put you in a vehicle so badly that they will throw the keys at you. Fair That's enough. been my experience anyways. Fair enough. So I I would... It, so this conversation started that in basically in about a year probably, I will not want to... I will be wanting to drive something other than my current... A 30-year-old RAV4. Yeah, right. Um... I, I, anything I've ever I have the option of collecting mileage what? on a personal vehicle. Okay. So, uh, mm, I would avoid that though, because then I mean, I mean, you're talking about maintenance and mm-hmm. just I don't what know. What maintenance is there on a Miata? Everything, all the fluids, differentials, transmission, engine, coolant. So like thirty bucks and red line. Brakes. He's really hard on brakes. Uh, it's a Miata. So. I mean, you're talking about going, like, you you literally drive to Ohio on, like, a bi-weekly basis. 
that will probably not be the case going forward. But yes, I I drive a lot. Are you willing to put that many miles on your personal car? Because then, literally after three years, you're going to have a 200,000-mile car yeah. that you can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. That's no good to you. These these are all of, these are all good points. No. I, I still don't see how Miata is not because it's going to be it's going to be at the end of its life after literally four or five years. It's it's a very mechanically simple vehicle. I mean, compared to like a hybrid or something, where it's a lot of systems, well, a lot of extra systems on board. I mean, I'm not thinking about hybrid. But plus, I'm, if he's doing, we were talking about the Rav4 hybrid earlier. Like, but, uh, uh, he, you do a lot of highway driving, mm-hmm. and hybrids are not excelling on the highway. But also, an Indy Miata is not great at fuel mileage. It's okay. Be, it is still a four-cylinder. But it'll be in the 30s. He could do, like, a Elantra GT mm. and get, like, 43 and have tons of space. Or a mm. Fit and get close, awfully well, close. Well, or a Fit, yeah. But I think the Elantra GT is actually better at fuel than I'm gonna look. the Fit. Um, and I, I really like the way the Elantra GT looks. Yeah, it's a good-looking vehicle. Uh, and they can be had with a manual. And you have the hatchback for all your tools. You can carry people, pizzas, that <laughs> nasty... No, the delicious-looking pickle pizza that you nope. showed me that picture of that so one gross. time. Nah, so man, I'm gross. all over it. I'm all about it. The rest it. of the pizza is good, but I it want it. those pickles on it looks I want terrible. it so bad. It's like a buffalo chicken pizza with pickles. It so was... the, the ND Miata gets... Con- on fuely consistently over 30 miles per gallon which is pretty good which one? ND ND mm-hmm. 30 31 31 30 okay. 31 uh, looking at the Hyundai Elantra GT 27 really? 28 28 27 really? yep no oh that's so tragic now let's go to the Hyundai they're Fit. advertised at like 40 man let's go to the Honda Fit Honda Fit, 34, 34, 33, 34, going back through the years. 34, 31, 32, 32. For the third-gen Honda Fit? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm expecting. But... Sandra, because she does mostly highway driving, she gets 38. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, know, I do know that a Hyundai Accent, which is like the real base model, <sighs> you know, I, will do 38 miles to the gallon. If you're open to hybrids, but you still want something small and kind of fun, but still hatchy, why not, like... Like, they made the CRZ up until, like, Ugh. last year. I do not appreciate that vehicle. That's fair. I'm just putting it out there. I love it. I have such a hard-on for the CRZ. It's probably... Especially ever since you told me that they come into manual. Oh, yeah. Ugh. A manual, Ugh. manual hybrid Ugh. from Honda. Ugh. So I actually had an opportunity to drive one, though. Oh, yeah. They only... They only go into hybrid mode when Whoa. you're out of gear and your foot is on the clutch. Interesting. Yes. So, like, never? Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's, that's hugely exactly. pointless. But it's it's kind of like the first-gen Prius where it only did hybrid mode when you were stopped in traffic. Yeah. I think that's what the CRZ was yeah. also supposed to do. But I, like I said before, I don't think a hybrid is, is what he needs because if he's doing highway stuff, hybrids excel in the city. Whereas, they actually get better city mileage than highway mileage. You keep coming up, talking me out of an ND Miata, and I legitimately can't do it. Because it's, if, as long as you can fit your tools in it, it's perfect. It'd be great. It does seem that way. Yeah. It does seem that way. And it's, I, I admit that it is not the perfect vehicle for, for that. It might not even be 
extra good, but the want is very strong yeah, well, for an okay. ND Miata. And so, since it's your personal vehicle, you can drive it around whenever you want, not yeah. on call, like when yeah. you're off the clock, yeah. and when you have the, a lot of fun with it. Yeah. When the ND Miata got revealed, I told myself that I was going to sell all of my cars and buy one. I did the same thing. And I was told that I wasn't allowed to. Why? So I didn't. But I still almost kind of want to, except now none of my cars are worth anything. Yeah. So That's the problem. Yeah. It's a fact. When it got revealed, I told myself that that would be the f- the first and probably only brand new car I'd ever buy. Brand buy-in. new car. Yeah. First. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because, damn. Yeah. It's beautiful. No, yeah. <laughs> I love oh, it. yeah. I, and now they've worked out all the kinks. Like, the, yes. the really, really early ones had transmission problems. The new ones don't have that. And they, they have the better motor in them now. There's, like, yep. a decent... The, yeah. the base model has, like, a decent yeah. motor they in it. They changed it in 2019. Oh, so, sorry. So I, I mentioned earlier that I, I felt like I did not adequately articulate myself. Yes. And this is kind of the problem with this conversation we've had, is you've been absent for a lot of it. Me? Yeah. Because okay. we had this conversation on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Also, All right. Also, I, so. I was like, I'm here the whole time. And then and then you got up and walked inside. It's fine. It. It's fine. But the point is... Um, I would not modify the vehicle. Not that you would expect me to do that, but he mentioned coilovers last time and stuff like that. So I don't feel like you're a coilovers kind of guy. Not on a vehicle that I would yeah. run, run for service, no. But um, if I was going to get an ND, that would be the only instance in which I would want a manual transmission. Oh, for really? a service vehicle. Yeah. Even over in, like a Honda Fit, you get the CVT? Pro- okay. Oh, no. I, yeah. I would not get a CVT vehicle, but... <laughs> well, everything is CVT now, man. Hondas are doing it. Um, Chevy's doing it. The Malibu that I drove today yeah. is a CVT. Subaru's doing it. Well, they've been doing it. Yeah. I just wanted to interrupt. Here's a 2017, so it's a third-gen Honda Fit LX, so it has the leather and everything in it. Ah, oh, leather is garbage. I, would you want leather in a car that you drove every day? I, I, go, has, I go back and I th- forth. I think it also has heated seats, though, so it, it, it's not going to be, like, frozen on your butt. Okay, but no, I'm talking about in the heat, like in the sun. That's okay. when leather seats are the worst. I'm just saying, this is a fully loaded Honda Fit 2017 with 16,000 miles on it for four, less than $15,000. Oof. That's, like, half price. Uh, it's a good deal. We, uh, Sandra's was 18 when we bought it brand new. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It was also literally the only manual transmission new fit in the greater Richmond area that is we could buy. Is hers a Sport? Her, no, hers is oh. a, not the base model, but it's an EX. So it's not the base model and it's not the LX, but right. it has not leather seats, but it has a sunroof. It has the nicer trim. I want to say the Sports were like mid-20s, yeah? No, 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 no. Like even a new fit Sport, I think, tops out at like 23. They're not expensive. Okay, well that's... Uh, let me see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up more stuff. Y'all talk about things. Since we're talking about Mazdas, mm-hmm. I would like to bring up the fact that Mazda has filed a patent for a new engine bay. I guess they have to file patents for like the crash um, characteristics. I guess I I really don't understand all of it, but the patent that they filed is for a very compact engine bay in the style of the RX Vision. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's only room enough for either a two-rotor engine or, like, a V4. Both of which would be... I mean, I guess a V4 would be semi-more fuel-efficient than a two-rotor. Probably way more than a two-rotor. Probably. But light car, mm-hmm. small, light, small, compact car, friendly, 
mm-hmm. engine bay design. Yeah. Interesting. By Mazda, which, the, you know, like, six or seven years ago, they said that they'd never bring back the rotary engine. And then they revealed the RX Vision, like, two years later. And then they said they were going to do the rotary engine hybrid motor thing. And then they said that they weren't going to do that. And now they're doing this thing. So I have, I still have hopes in my heart that they're bringing back the RX moniker. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. But I just love RX-7s. That's yeah, the end of my story. Clubs are more expensive than I thought. Clubs? Club oh, Mia- Club Miatas. Club Miatas are Andes. more expensive than I thought. A lot of these are like $32,000 still. NDs or NCs? NDs. Oh, because the NC... Oh, NCs are worth nothing now. Clubs? A lot less than... Once the ND came out, everyone wants an ND because the NC is well, butt ugly. But the... I feel like I saw that the NC club value went up because so. they were like at the top of the line model, yeah? I mean, in a year, you might be able to get a 2019 club for, like, 25, mm-hmm. but right now they're all over 30. Yeah, I mean, this is speculation on a plan for a year from now, so, or roughly a year from now, so it's all obviously subject to change and, you know, new cars and things like that coming out, so. Okay, here you go. here's a 2015, so it's an NC club for... 17 with 36,000 miles on it. So it's still got the LSD and all that good stuff yeah. on it. And it's the least bad looking of the NCs. But if you look at like other NCs, they can be had for like six or $7,000. NCs are very cheap now. Yes. Yeah, because they're, so, they're but real, ugly. They're real ugly. They're, they are ugly. They're actually great cars. Okay. They're fantastic well, cars. They're very ugly though. The clubs went up in value when the NDs came out. Because the NCs went down so much, like so, the, I guess so. So right. the NCs went down, but the clubs helped just the, stayed still. Because the clubs were um, better, they were more well maintained, right? I guess is what I'm saying. They were like the collectible edition, right? Yeah. So they were cleaner by enthusiasts, right? Yes, they were enthusiast owned. So because they are so clean, and regular NCs are not, like think RX8. NCs are ridiculously cheap, and then C clubs are good. I put it down because it was blocking the mic. I'm sorry. Well, we didn't really get anywhere on that, but... No, not really. You should buy Highlander. Oh, God. (laughs) Don't do it. And Or get a Camry. No, you'd want a V6. And that's not fuel efficient. I don't know. ND Miata is my number one. A fit, if if you don't mind the manual, a fit would be all right. It's just the, that's a lot of, of clutch pedaling. They're really light. It's like, yeah, super light. You can drive Sandra's. It's super, super light. Honestly, if you could just... The, the perfect vehicle would be, like, if you could get a diesel GTI or a uh, Golf. Yeah. That wouldn't break. Would yeah. be great. That'd be wonderful. Or the Jetta Sport Wagon. Yep. Again. What's the... Awesome, uh, awesome vehicle. The Golf Alltrack. Yeah. You can get those with the manual. Those are sweet. Yep. Those are sweet. Just once again with the, the Volkswagen, who knows yeah. what you're getting. It's unfortunate because the first two Volkswagens that I quote-unquote owned were phenomenal. They yeah. were great. They were super reliable. I drove the the sport wagon 110,000 miles. Were those both diesels? Yeah. Maybe that's the key. Get a diesel. Maybe. But I just I didn't have any problems with it. I drove them tens of thousands of miles and had zero issues. Yeah. And then my GTI likes to blow up and have ignition problems and 
So does the company currently own the RAV4? Yes. Okay. So you'd be giving the RAV4 back and selling the GTI for whatever you can get for it and then buying something else. And that would be your only vehicle. Besides, yeah. Do you still have the truck? No. I had to get rid of it. Oh. Who has that now? About nobody I know. Oh, okay. But I made money on it. That's good. Um, you only paid 500 for it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, eight. Eight, 800? Doesn't matter. I made money on it. Good. Um, it'll suck. Uh, anyways, I, I'm going to be making payments on whatever yeah. anyways, and I'm going to be collecting a fairly regular amount of miles, so I don't necessarily think I need to sell the GTI, but I also don't love that vehicle right now. Yeah. So I could sell it, get Are you, are you still making payments on it? No, I don't. I, I own that vehicle. Oh, do you? Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's taken part of me with it, but I own it, yeah. Um, so I could sell that, get a, you know, finance a new car, and then have some funny money, you know, to do, I don't know, whatever, you know. Buy something cheap? To yeah, buy, buy, buy an NA, you know, at the same time or whatever. Yeah. Which would be funny to have them in the same color or something, yeah, something like yeah. that. But um, I really like the ND in white. Yep. It's a good looking car. Oh, Mike uh, Mike Lee bought the orange 30th anniversary one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's really cool. Cool. It's a rad color. The interior is amazing on that. I figured out what you need. The new Audi RS6 Avant. <sighs> okay. The, like, hyper wagon. You're not wrong. It's $150,000. No, it's going to be way more than that. It's going to be... <laughs> but it's going to be... I love how you phrase that. As an argument against the <laughs> But it's going to be fantastic. Or, no, there wasn't an or. The other thing that I thought of while I was paying is that Lamborghini's for sale. Lamborghini's? Lamborghini's for sale. Yeah. So I get to sell a Lamborghini. Really? Yeah. So you could probably buy an Urus, or however you say it. So an A8, or a well, yeah. Q8. For not cheap. And y'all make fun of me for liking the Aztec. The Urus looks an awful lot like I never Aztec. Said, I never said you... Uh, words. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you come to this podcast uh, for, folks. I n- never made fun of you for liking the Aztec. Yeah, that was me. That was literally Last everyone week. else on Earth. No, no. Family. I like the Aztec. No, no. Do you're you? wrong. I don't... I you're don't. wrong. Uh-huh. You, you, it's not... No, it's not good. Your, no, I mean your opinion is. is wrong. I never it's, said it was a good car. <laughs> it's it's ugly, but that's why I like it. I know. Yes. Okay. And okay. also. Okay. Okay. And Pierce. also. Okay. Okay, Pierce. And also okay. the ten. Pierce. Okay. And the interior is kind of interesting. It's different. Let me. Let me. No, Corey. Lob you no, a Corey. softball. No, Corey. Let me. No, Corey. Allow me, please, to. I will because in- I'm not an ass. Introduce to you what is known as the Maryland flag effect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> This is the point at which a thing is so bad or I so did, ugly I did come that this it becomes good again. In a recent podcast. Yeah. And you went on about this yeah. for many minutes. Yeah. Of course I did. Because it's a real thing that actually exists. It was a podcast. You, you, were you on. Philistines do not know. I was on it. I listened to it. And then I listened to it again while I was recording it. So you're like 90% of our listenership then. That may be true. You need... To, so last week at VIR... While we were recording, I, like, grabbed Jordan's knee in a blood oath covenant and pointed 
out yonder over top of the RVs where there was a Maryland flag a-waving in the breeze. Really? <laughs> it was like, you need, you need to understand. In all of its glory. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, the Aztec was a bad product. However, it is so ugly that I like it. Yeah. Because that's how I do. I can and respect I, that. I made the argument on the last podcast that it was... 10 or 15 years ahead of its or almost 20 years ahead of its time because now overlanding is such a big thing but it was the perfect overlanding vehicle. no it's not either it is literally a pontiac bonneville but it has with a huge ass body on it. overlanding is done the, th- the whole thing about being cool and overlanding is you take a not suv off-roading you, t- you take a slightly jacked up like outback wagon or something you okay out but, the, did, but did the aztec not the, come with an all-wheel drive no, system it did not it didn't? It was literally a Bonneville. It didn't have an all-wheel drive option? No, I don't think so. Are you it sure? It was at least, at the very least, <laughs> front-wheel drive bias. Well, okay. Well, that's um, fine. That's fine. I'm almost positive that it wasn't even all-wheel drive. But uh, it was basically the the overlanding vehicle before overlanding was cool. But it wasn't... But, no. All right. So, here's what I'm trying to say. Is that, uh, if like, if you look at it... Um, the next time you are behind one on the highway, which may not be anytime soon, so instead you should look for a Buick Ren- Rendezvous. Oh, Because no. they are more prevalent than the Aztec, oh. however, they are, they are the exact same vehicle. Is the, is the Buick Rendezvous the, the vehicle where, like, the rear bumper ends way too high so you can just yes. see all the rear suspension? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. The suspension on the Aztec slash Rendezvous is... <laughs> Far too low to the ground to be an overland vehicle in any manner of speaking. It is literally a Pontiac Bonneville. That dog right now. Corey. Corey. Is, Corey is playing with Luna and she is having a very good time. The Pontiac Aztec is to overlanding as the Jeep Wrangler is to a track vehicle. I don't know that I'd go that far. It is literally the exact same. You can't overland a vehicle with a ground clearance clearance of two inches. The the rear axle literally, like, comes down from the hub. Like the mounting points are real low. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying the concept, like the idea. The concept was brilliant. Yes. The final execution was terrible. Not great. Not great. The concept was everything that we wanted from an overland vehicle. Yeah. That's what, I, I didn't necessarily mean that it was the perfect overlanding vehicle. It's that, conceptually, it was an overlanding vehicle before it was cool. It was kind of what okay, I meant. Okay, but that's not what it ended up being. But that was the idea. But that's not what it was. So, like, but if you I were still to buy one, it. you could not overland it. Right, but the idea of overlanding didn't get popular until, like, three years ago. That's not true at all. That's not true. Okay, on bit. the internet, it didn't get super popular until like three or four years ago. Where else? But I mean, it been popular. I'm saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Mongolia. <laughs> I just think the Aztec was. I don't know. The, I will not agree with you that the Aztec was ahead of its time because it also because pre- preceded the crossover craze. Because it's basically a crossover. It's a car-based, I would argue, jacked-up SUV type thing. I will always argue that the AMC Eagle wagon was the first crossover. There was an Aztec Rally. What? Which was all all-wheel drive. Okay. So I was wrong. Okay. Did you have a picture uh, of that pulled up by chance? Um, 
I mean, it's basically the same thing as an Aztec uh, Just with GXP. All well, there, yeah, but hold, it, hold the phone. There was an Aztec GXP. Yeah. What is that? Uh, it had alloy wheels. <laughs> That's literally it. As far as I'm aware, that's so it terrible. Had, it had body matched plastic bits. Okay. Because you know, like the base Aztec oh, yeah. had like Rubbermaid uh, brand bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> they and hold the, a special place in yeah. Jordan's oh, the fuzzy under <laughs> we, we were at Starbucks last night. There was a. I didn't mention it to anybody because nobody was paying attention at the time. There was a Ford Escape. Escape. In yellow with the gray black plastic plastic cladding on it and I just I, I okay. love it I love it so much it's so great it's I wish so the, weird I wish the forerunner came with that in the early years but they did not wow because they had respect for themselves they had the cladding in 03 on 03 you could get the gray cladding on the on the fourth gen forerunner but no yellow which is required oh my god <clears throat> The Aztec did go come in fantastic colors. <laughs> the Aztec did come in fantastic colors. So what about the Suzuki Via Cross? Oh, yes. The, what? That Suzuki came in yellow with the cladding. Yeah. Are you yeah. talking about the Isuzu Via Cross? It's so good. And it's pronounced Isuzu. The Z is He said thing. Suzuki. Did I say Suzuki? He said Suzuki. I meant Isuzu. Okay, we know sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Speaking of yellow vehicles... Oh. Third gen Supra in yellow looks okay. freaking awesome. Why did you pull that up? I didn't. It just popped up on my feet because Chris Larson just posted it three okay. hours ago. Apparently, what were we talking about? Via crosses. The via cross. I love the via cross. I like them a lot. But I, I wish I, I wish they had a manual option. I have a soft spot for Isuzu, anyways. <laughs> I found recently another Trooper RS, first gen, for sale. Now it wasn't. See, the thing is, it's not even for sale. Like. I found it, and I went into the gas station where it's parked at, and I was like, so, who owns that car? But don't tell me, because I don't really need to know. And he was like, oh, this guy. Here's his number. I was like, well, don't give it to me, because I don't need to know, but thanks. Let me text him real quick. Because that's what I do. That's how I do. That's how I come to own vehicles. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, it could be for sale, if you want. It doesn't run, so I could sell it cheap. I was like, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need that toxicity in my life. And by right. toxicity, you mean like... Absolute joy. Temptation and... Uh, I yeah. miss my RS, my Trooper RS, more than most other vehicles that I've sold. I miss my first MA70 Supra. No, I, you know, I probably miss the MA60 more than the MA70. That was such a good The MA60 was a really good car. But the Trooper those. is like really high up on the list, man. A lot of things. That about was a that nice car. car. Was fantastic. It was a really nice car. Truck. Where was I going with the story? We were talking about the, the Via Cross, which is basically the same thing except newer, right? So it came right. with the V six. So it was mm. it, the Via Cross was based on the. Um, I don't know if it was based on anything. No, it was based on the not the Rodeo. The what was the other weird four door? Axiom. The Vehicross and the Axiom basically shared a chassis, except that the Vehicross was shortened. Um, so they had, like, the same V6 thing that was terrible. And, I mean, it was it basically... It shared many components with the Trooper, including the 3.2 liter and 3.5 liter V6 engine. Which was the same as the Axiom. Four-wheel drive system was produced by Borg Warner. 
was a small, sporty two-door crossover vehicle with an aggressive... They called it a crossover? Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. Was it not body on frame? No. No? I'm fairly certain it was not. Oh. Okay. I saw I saw one the other day, and I about lost my mind. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about at all. I love them so much. There exists an Iron Man edition. I know. Yes. They're very cool. Yes. I'd like to own one. Yep. But they're auto only, which really, well, I'm really basically kind of kills an automotive it. masochist, anyways. So. I shouldn't really talk because my Forerunner is automatic. But they're only, only available in automatic. Yeah. Well, so is the Viacross. That's what I'm saying. Right. It'd be better. Automatics if... are actually okay, bro. Like they're not the worst. Get with it. Is it a four? Do you know? I I had the Wikipedia page pulled up. Is it a four speed or a five speed? What? The Viacross. Oh, I have no idea. Well, actually, you know what I do? Because it's like a 4L60 GM transmission. Oh, my God. Terrible. The U.S. only constant four-wheel drive with 12 independent sensors for in, for detecting wheel spin and capable of directing power to the wheels, blah, 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 blah. 12 sensors? Can you imagine how much those sensors probably sensors. cost? That's a lot of sensors. Probably not as many as the new Audi RS6. Oh, I'm sh- that has a sensor for literally everything for no reason. It won the 1998 Perry Perry Granada Dakar Rally in Dakar the, Rally. Yeah, yeah. Stage two and four class winner. Isuzu has a lot of Dakar championships. So does uh, Mitsubishi with the yeah. uh, Pajero, which yeah. is the Montero in the U.S. They were almost the same vehicle for a long time. Like not th- not that they shared. There were similar ideas. They, exactly. Like, they copied each other's ideas Are you ideas familiar with the Mitsubishi Pajero Evo? No. They made a, I believe it's a two-door Pajero, which is a Montero, so a short wheelbase yeah. Montero two-door, Yeah. with a basically a 3000 GT drivetrain. Oh, the, tur- the twin-turbo V6? I believe it's a turbo. It might not be a turbo, but it's a twin-cam V6 with, like, good horsepower. And they look amazing. I will show you a picture. The Pajero Evo is sweet, and you can import them now. They're old enough. Pajero. So then would it, was it rear-wheel drive bias? They are all-wheel drive, uh, but I believe it was. Was it like trans or yeah. longitudinally it, it won a bunch of those crazy safari rallies. Like, they were very, very successful. Interesting. Pajero Evo. Yeah, they're freaking sick. Look at this thing. Yeah. For those of you at home following along, look up Mitsubishi P-A-J-E-R-O Evo, E-V-O. They are sick, and you can import them relatively easily because there's a lot of them in Japan. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Reminds me of the Daihatsu Rocky. Again, auto only, but it's like a wide-body, two-door SUV thing with, like, rally suspension, and it's sweet. It's sexy-ass fender flares. Yes. I am all about the boxy fender flares. And Pierce just walked away as I was about to talk about the ST-165 at... Uh, they are. I'll come back. I saw a Montero on the road the other day that was really clean, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, if I didn't have a Forerunner, I would really think about it. I was actually cross-shopping them at one point, but then I found out the uh, Montero, regular Montero, does not have fold-flat rear seats, ah. which is a game cha- uh, you know, deal-breaker. I just thought about that because you brought up the Trooper, which is a really sweet kind of niche off-road vehicle yes it's definitely like a hipster jeep right yeah mm, so i would like say so if you're if you if you want to go off-road but you don't want a jeep which you don't want to be like associated 
Why would you, you want buy a Jeep? A Zuzu. Yeah. Why would you want a Jeep? Yeah, for the same reason you want a Miata. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess. They're cheap and they're good. <laughs> Jeeps it. are not cheap. Well, in the same way that a Miata is cheap, right? Okay. Yeah. They what are... were you saying about the ST-165, though? So at VIR, on Wednesday, there was an ST-165 all-track there. Yeah. That, as best I could tell, was not about... Uh, yeah. Quick. What? Oh, yeah. I... It did not... It was not super competitive in whatever class it was racing in. They're heavy. They are very heavy. But it was, like, super loose. And watching it go around the track was super fun because he was just, like, scrambling all over the track all the time. Nice. And as best I could tell, it wasn't unlike the Tercel or Echo or whatever it was that we saw. It was not just a fiberglass body on a tube frame. It was, like, an actual ST-165 all-track. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So you saw an Echo it bodied... W- Bodied vehicle car. Yeah. with a four AGE sixteen valve. Okay, yeah, right. it was yeah, weird. I guess. But that car was crazy. Yeah, we talked about it last time, but jeez. Yeah. And no, yes, it was it was pretty intense. But speaking of two wheel drive or two wheel drive two door lifted off road vehicles, you should put that entire drivetrain in a first gen Rav four. Oh my god! What the ST one? I'm yeah. so because you I have don't... it. You have it all right there. No, I don't. That car's gone. What? Yeah. That car's been gone for months. What? I sold that car to Jorge and his brother, Giorgio, like, literally in February. Long, long time ago. This is the first that I'm hearing of this. I thought Man, it was no, still sitting not, out no, by your house. You're drunk. No. Now you're drunk. Has he told us about this no, before? No, he's not. No. no. Okay. Did you know that he sold the Tacoma? No. Until about ten minutes ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Y'all don't tell me sh- what the fuck? I don't... But I did tell you that this... No, you did not. Was, no, I did, though. Oh, okay. I, I do feel like it is, both in both cases, a bit of the unfortunate blues. Oh, it's definitely unfortunate. Yeah. Because I did want to I'm do not, something with that car. Yeah. However... Yeah. Bills. 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 Bills are the worst. Bills. Bills. I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Does anybody know the rest of that song? Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am both saddened, yet also that makes sense. Yeah. And same for your car. I mean, the, yeah. that car would never run again as that car. No. Oh, for sure not. No. So, like, I could have done other things with it, but I don't and, know, man. And it was just, the era was done. It, it's a good base for a swap, but honestly, a Gen 1 3 SGTE is not... Not the ideal it's not version good. of It's not anything, good. yeah. Uh, I do still have the badges. The all-track badges? No, the um, championship badges. That <gasps> What's his name? Oh, the VMSC uh, badges? Yeah, not Bill Dave Strong. Sweat. Dave Sweat. Oh, man. I, I could probably... I, I still them. have his info. I actually contacted him about it on Facebook. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I have these badges. He gets he on like, Facebook oh, cool. once every, like, 8 billion years. I was going to say, like, once every two years. Because he messaged it's, me yeah. back one time, and I was like, cool, send me your address. Yeah. Nothing. I could take them by priority sometime. I know, I know, like, I know where they're in my storage unit now, so I'd have to like dig them out, so it's no longer yeah. convenient. But shout out it's to cool. Bill Sweat if you want some. They exist. David Sweat. David. Who? David Sweat is his name. Who's Bill Sweat? I Bill, don't, Bill, Strong. Bill Strong. Bill Strong is from MR2OC. That's who I was thinking of. 
I did. I want. I really so badly wanted to make it out to Bear Mountain one time mm-hmm. with that car. I've wanted to get out to Bear Mountain every year that it happens, yeah. but it's like once every four years I get to go. I'm so happy that the East Coast Rotary Classic is going to be so close. And it's this month, isn't it? It is in two weeks. It is October the 27th. So it's the week after the cruise. That's a Sunday. Yes. We will definitely be... The East Coast Rotary Classic is October 27th. It is the Sunday. I will probably be going. At Dominion. Yes, which is very close. I will be going because I have a running rotary. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. I have a running rotary. I will sacrifice... A testy. Well, I was going to say a virgin lamb, but you know. Same thing. Okay. (laughs) You already got two kids. You don't need them anymore. This took a wild left turn. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm trying to say is that I plan to be at the East Coast Rotary Classic. I have a running rotary for the first time that it's been, like, less than three and a half hours away. Where was it last time? It's been... Usually it's at either the Virginia Beach Convention Center or um, what's-his-name's Rotary Build Shop in Norfolk. Oh, but it's in Virginia. Yeah, it's almost always been in Virginia. Where has it been in Virginia that is three and a half hours away? Okay, listen. (laughs) The only place is... Rear Admiral of the (laughs) International (laughs) Fleet of Hyperbole over here. International Fleet of Hyperbole. That doesn't sound like a shipboarding bell. The the People's Fleet of Hyperbole. (laughs) Come with me, and you'll, sure. be, and you'll be in a world of pure rotarination slash hyperbole. Come, Come with me, and, and you'll be in a world of pure hyperbole. <laughs> Welcome Where to Drunken Backfire. Though the beer may be free, you're just renting it. To pee. (laughs) (laughs) Simply look around and view So I think the East Coast Rotary Classic is going to be like the first car event that I get to go to since like... Dominion in March. Since like May or March or whatever it was. Yeah, honestly. I think I I went to Springfest, which was in... Did you go to Springfest? I did. Oh. It was pretty cool. I showed you pictures from it. The IS-300 wagon with the 2JZ turbo swap mm. and the roll mm. cage. Armand took his uh, sport cross autocrossing for the first time last weekend, which is cool. I, was, I stopped by RIR on my way back from uh, going up to a friend's house up in Spotsylvania. Stopped by RIR, and there was Armand and his IS-300 sport cross, which was really cool. He's He's got a little bit of tire rub issues. Okay. But that should be relatively easy to sort out. I know Landon was there. Landon was there, but I, did, I got there after his runs. Um, there was... Chris Can has sold his MR2 Spider, the Gulf liveried MR2 Spider. Oh, man. He sold that, and now he has this thing called a Goblin, where it's a kit frame that you buy and you put a supercharged Ecotech from a Cobalt SS in the back. Yes. So it's a mid-engine rear-wheel drive Cobalt SS tube frame thing. Yes. And it's the bee's knees. (laughs) 
literally the bottom the bottom frame rails oh. for the tube frame chassis are the coolant lines from the engine to the radiator up front. It's so cool. I Be love still my heart. It is it's, rad. Oh, it's the, so cool. The charged Ecotex Super yeah. Turbo. They're nice. They're fantastic. They're really good motors. Gosh. Um, but he was pretty good in that. But what blew my mind, and there were three Kia Stingers there. Okay. Two Kia Stingers and three Hyundai Veloster ends there, including Adam Powell. Yeah, um, yeah, he's yeah, got he, a Veloster now. He's all about the Veloster yeah, end now. He definitely and those is. cars are sweet. I ran into him at some event like way earlier this year, and I was like, "So where's your Subaru?" And he was like, "Oh, this is my car." And he's I was on the like, Hyundai train. I was like, "All right, it's sweet, bye. dude." Have you like? Seen I mean, he's those? good in it. They're amazing cars, um, but. So those were all there, and then this Tesla was there. The guy—it was the same guy who we had talked to Mitchell previously, a while back about the Tesla that was at the autocross he was at. He since sold that rear-wheel drive Tesla and bought the performance pack all-wheel drive Tesla Model Three, like whatever the performance pack is, where you can actually turn off all the the driver aids. That was like the third fastest car of the day. Completely stock Tesla with sticky tires on it. Unbelievable how fast that car is. Okay. Yeah, it was stupid. But I feel like you paid for that, right? I mean, isn't isn't that what you bought? I mean, a Model Three is like their cheapest one. But that's the one that they're testing on the Nurburgring right now. No, to beat the Porsche. Time. They're trying to beat the the Taycan with a Model S, I believe. The bigger four, the bigger four door sedan. Oh. Yeah, the Model 3 is the smaller one that is more recent. It's just crazy how fast that car is without any brakes, suspension mods at all. Just sticky tires, and it's it was third fastest of the day or something like that. Ridiculous. And I got to ride in John Corbin's uh, Mustang, which was mm. really fun because I've never, I've never really ridden in a Mustang or anything like that in an environment like that. And it was really fun. It, that thing sticks really, really well. And handles really, really well for how heavy that car is. Is it caged? It is not. It's not? Nope. Nope. Just a... I don't know what year it is, it's, but... It's like the first year that they did the retro style, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. That first body style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2017. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, like 2004. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like the first retro yeah, yeah, trip. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 05 was, was when they first did that. Something around there. It's yeah. a GT. Yeah. But he's got... I'm sorry. I thought you meant the... The new, the newest facelift into mm-hmm. the retro or mm-hmm. more retro style. I'm sorry. That's no, so it's still a solid rear axle. Right. Um, I I it, do know that he's got it pretty well tuned in. It's it's fast. Yeah. Um, he is. There's a guy that I follow on Facebook that does Mustangs. And like I know that they're like associated or something in some way. Not Kevin. Adolf? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Point is. I'd never been in a Mustang or anything with that kind of power at a track-type event. And it was just really fun to ride along. It was a very different experience. It was very loud, very clunky, but it's that thing sticks way better than I would expect. Would especially it, on a track that bumpy. Would it not be similar to the um, John... What's his name? Celica? The uh, first-gen oh, Celica? Johnny Lackey? Yeah. I mean, kind of, except it weighs, like, another, like, 1,500 pounds more mm-hmm. and has, like, three times the power. But, I mean, power to weight would still be similar, yeah? I suppose. Relatively. But it, it was just it was just very different. 
Plus, it was on an autocross course, not on VIR. Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah, that's fair. Also, he blew up his uh, his rear axle recently in the Celica. Um, yeah. So he's having to again that. Yeah. The just the, the axle shafts are not strong enough to handle those the forces those slicks put on them. Actually, he might be on RE seventy one R's, not slicks. Now that I think about it, but still, those axles are not up to the task. I think he's rebuilding it. Just like most recent time, I think that's like the fourth time in the past two or three years. Yeah. I think he said he was going trying to go to the 7.5 inch, like Celica Super rear end. Or, mm. yeah, first gen Celica Super rear end. I was trying to, like, point him away from that because it's way too expensive. It's so much cheaper just to go with, like, an ex- like a chopped Explorer rear axle. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's just way cheaper. Because you can get one out of a junkyard for a couple hundred bucks. And just chop. Like an eight and a half, or yeah, eight point eight or whatever. Yeah, you just chop, and they come with a fact. You can get them with a factory LSD, and you just chop one side, the the long side, to make it the same as the short side, mm. and then get two of those axles, mm. and it works really well. And it's you'll end up spending less money overall, and have a stronger rear end than if you went with the Celica Super rear end, which is what I did in the Cressida, and I would right. not do again. Well, for that car, it was okay because yeah. you weren't making. Uh, no, two hundred eighty horsepower, whatever. But still, I spent over a grand building that that axle, and it's it, wow, it's, Mr. Money Bag uh, Back in the day, when I was living with the parents. Back in the day, but which was always a Wednesday, by the way. Yeah, always. Oh, I wanted to bring this up real quick. Have either of y'all watched the Breaking Bad movie nope. that just came out? Negative. Nope. The car bit. casting in that movie is fantastic he drives around a, fi- a really nice really clean fiero for a lot of it um is and it then a gt it's unclear it's it doesn't have the fastback it's like the notchback um okay so it could still be like an early gt yeah, yeah. but it's really like whatever whatever it is it's really clean cool um they show his awesome four-wheel drive to sell wagon a couple times okay um Dope. and they he ends up spoiler alert at the end he ends up in a old school like a mid 80s land cruiser diesel which is pretty cool so yeah good movie it's really good like if if you were mad at the end of breaking bad how jesse pinkman had no closure for his character i felt like they closed his character <laughs> perfectly fine i felt like the rest of the show was a complete waste of time i hated that i watched all of that shit. really yes okay i disagree but i understand um but this movie gives a really good closure to Jesse Jesse's character. Um, anyway, good cars in that in that in El Camino. So neat. All right, Corey. As always, C. Rehan on Instagram for pictures of good food and ripped pants. I have ripped several in the line of duty recently. Where's that update? I haven't uh, seen that. Uh, I haven't <laughs> taken pictures of them yet. Well, I know. I know. Team. I know. The world is waiting. Yeah, you. I know. Get off my back. Slash your exposed butt. Pierce? I'm at SaveEdger88 on and... Instagram and Free Candy Media, uh, which has not been updated for many months. So wait till October 27th when there will be an update from the East Coast where <coughs> Otherwise, you could probably see pictures of me working on the dashes of brand new 
Volkswagen Jettas. And I'm on Instagram at the Daily Downshift, and more in depth bloggy type stuff at thedailydownshift.blogspot.com. We also have an Instagram for the podcast at Beer and Backfire, and you can email us at beerandbackfire at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page at Beer and Backfire Podcast on Facebook. And we have stickers. We do have stickers. Buy them. Bye. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.